Hello and welcome to episode 157 of Lave Radio, the show that talks about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. Uh, tonight, I'm your host, Christopher Jarvis, aka Commander Thane, aka Hold My Kidney, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder for this episode are Chief Bar Steward, Grant Walcott. Good evening. Uh, also joining me are, oh God, I've gone blank on, I'm going to have to look it up. Well, you don't know who I am. Chief Archivist, Archivist. Colin Ford, also known <laughs> as Commander Phoenix Defire. Good evening, everybody. Having an identify, uh, identity crisis now. Thanks, Lars. Yeah, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't remember your station role. Uh, and joining us in a very in, for a, a, a huge break from tradition, we are joined by uh, the lady behind the convention, uh, <laughs> the wonderful Karen Fishwick. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, thank you for joining us. You're very um, welcome. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we're going to be talking a bit about LaveCon this evening. We have, <laughs> thankfully we have Karen here this evening because people occasionally ask us questions, practical questions about LaveCon, um, such as, are there still any tickets left and where can I stay? And uh, uh, we sort of we sort of normally say, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, you should probably ask Karen. So having you here is really useful. Um, so with a bit of luck, we can double the LaveCon attendance during tonight's show uh, and also talk about some of the other things that have been going on. But it would be remiss of me to press on too far without finding out how the guys have got on this week. Uh, so, Colin, what's your week been like? Um, well, being up in Manchester, it's been pretty much dot above the eye in the word shit, yeah, to yeah. be honest. Uh, well, obviously, last week I couldn't do because of what was happening and the transport links and everything went down so it took forever to get back and yeah it i mean what has been nice is that the positives that have happened out of this horrible crappy situation uh as i've never seen the city come together like this before it's it's bizarre oh, in, a, in a really good way and if anybody was down at the manchester uh the run the manchester great run that was uh, was on yesterday. Then uh, they'll they'll know exactly how we feel. So yeah, Fantastic. yes, unfortunately, and that's that's been pretty much dominating this week, apart from doing a top shift. But, you know, even then, that kind of leaked in. Mm. Oh yeah, good one, Colin. Mm. <laughs> how about you, Grab? Oh wow, it's been yeah, pretty pretty crappy week actually. But <laughs> thanks for asking. <laughs> no, no um yeah it's not been a particularly great week last week was a bit of a a disaster on the tuesday night which has been a whole week of cleaning up after and uh, making sure that uh, everybody's okay and it's nothing to do with manchester it's just it's just average glasgow in a week i suppose uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah i think um i think a lot of uh, an understanding was required last week and it's not something that comes very easily in the heat of issues so trying to be as vague as possible to protect the identities of those involved um but it was me <laughs> and um yeah so yeah things are i think we're back onto an even go had a long a long chat with my daughter last night and i think we kind of covered enough enough it just remains to see whether or not she manages to to make the changes that she needs for her own her own health um and fingers crossed that we never have another tuesday night like that or any other night uh, ever again 
Uh, other than Indeed. that, other than that, we have been working hard on LaveCon prep. Uh, there's, <laughs> I can't even go into too much about it because it's a bit of a sort of top secret project. But we are struggling heavily with um, quality of uh, costume. Now, I'm not going to go into it too far, but we are really struggling to get a costume that comes out that isn't damaged. Uh, I think we're on to number three. <laughs> so they go through a, a rigorous <laughs> testing to make sure they're fit for purpose and unfortunately as yet we have yet to find one that will fit the bill so the, the quest there continues we've got a new projector screen to build ready for LaveCon we've now got all the struts and sort of rigging which we're going to be using it's ready uh, we have some other bits and pieces organised now. Well, it's not so much it's backups. It's the much the last week before LaveCon, and, and I know for Karen you'll appreciate you. You know exactly what I'm talking about. The week before one of these conventions is chaos because it's when everything suddenly comes in and it becomes a logistical getting something from A to B ready. And when you are travelling the distances we are. If it doesn't go in the van, it's not coming. <laughs> it doesn't matter how much you stamp your feet, it's not yeah. going to make its own way down from Glasgow. So there's a, a an added pressure. So this year we are attempting to be really fully ready uh, considerably further before the convention to avoid the, the last-minute stress because it's tricky, tricky enough as it is. Uh, and I think we're on course. We're on course for getting everything in place. We've got the, obviously the new the new equipment, uh, which was tested, road tested to Elite Meet. And I think some feedback's been sent back to the manufacturer with some bugs slash unique features that they might want to use or um, they might want to change um, as Simon did some road testing on that equipment. And yeah, so we're quite excited to, to try and push that boat out again, to try and make that experience in the main stage even more interesting and equally have that knock-on effect that if you happen to be unable to attend but you can watch on the stream to make your streaming experience better than it has been in previous years as well. Excellent. So that's, that's good news for people then that can't uh, make the convention, that they should be able to watch most of it. Yeah, we, we, we try and stream as much as we can. Obviously, we give anybody who's doing a panel or a talk or presenting something, they may have exclusive materials that is okay for a sort of private closed-door event, but not great to go out over the internet. So we always have to make sure that everyone's happy to have their section streamed, and that means that sometimes we have to turn it off. For some of the Frontier streams, we've had to turn it off. Last year, they were more than happy to let us play it out live and again we'll check with them prior to it and we'll try and get that on the planner so that you guys if you're watching it on the stream know whether or not it's going to be allowed i mean to be honest the last time it changed about four times in the morning so one minute it wasn't going to be streamed and the next minute it was and it was right up until the last second as they all sat down at the tables that i got the nod from ed and zach so it's, it is subject to change. It is just purely, uh, and we do have to appreciate the fact that it is, we try to give you as much as we can, uh, but these guys have got to be able to speak freely and be comfortable. Otherwise, the event wouldn't be the event that it is. Cool. Well, cool. last year, last year it was a case of oh, and look forward to what's coming in Gamescom, and, and they're thinking, well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was, I was trolling. I was trolling Zach the other day because. Um, he was commenting on something. Someone was taking exception to uh, 
the, the, the post about beyond 2.4, which we'll come to in a moment. And uh, Zach had said, oh, we have, there will be more information coming out about the future of Elite Dangerous at a special event. I was like, hmm, they've come? And uh, he didn't really answer my question. So... <laughs> well, well, I I can possibly reveal that I have been talking to Zach, and while I can give you absolutely no details of what was actually said in the conversation, I suppose <laughs> I can say that he has promised promised that there will be actual information at Lavecon uh, this year, which you would not get elsewhere. So we are very pleased about that. It's all good. I'm getting a lot of paper from somebody. Is that is that Grant or is that Karen? I've I've got no paper. Yeah, no, I've not got any paper at all. Is it Colin? Oh, okay. Is Colin sitting there sniffling manuals? It's whatever that is. What is oh, it? Guilty. Weird. We got a rogue, yeah, a rogue collar in. Like somebody's picking up and moving the microphone around or something. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> as long as long as everybody can hear us, that's absolutely fine. Um, so yes, uh, I might. Uh, Karen, what have you been doing? Let's just let's, let's go for you. <laughs> well, what I've been doing, as as per my my previous comment, I have been catching up with the lovely people at Frontier, finding out what they might like to bring, and finding out what they've got in store, which is very exciting. And I'm going to tell you nothing useful because that's really good. Um, but yeah, generally putting together all the sort of practicalities of how it's going to work, what's going on. All of those things. It's very exciting. Cool. That sounds good. <laughs> and vague. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, what I will say is this year, one of the things we are absolutely hoping is going to work fantastically this year um, is community involvement in LaveCon. So the lovely Zach, as you probably already know, has sent out an email to all of the community group contacts that he has um, with the body of the email written by myself, really asking people get involved, to get in touch, tell us what they're up for, tell us what they want to do. We're planning to have a community tent outdoors. So if there is, um, if people want to meet up with the rest of their group, maybe have a group photograph taken, those kind of things, then we can put that in the programme so everybody knows, right, hunting truckers are meeting at this time or fuel rats are meeting at that time or, you know, whoever wants to meet at whatever time. And you can kind of bring people together, but it's also an opportunity for people who perhaps haven't got involved in one of those groups but quite likes the idea maybe or wants to find out a bit more can come along and meet with the group find out more about it see whether they they would want to get get involved see some real faces perhaps if you're feeling a bit nervous and people over the internet are all very well but sometimes it's nice to have seen a smiling face then we really want to facilitate that we want to make this as much as possible a community event I see in Twitch chat they're requesting a gin tent. Gin tent, I understand. I'll see what I can do. Um, there may, there may, on the, particularly on the Saturday night, which we're having a hog roast for the Saturday night meal, which is very excited, including in, included in your gold and platinum tickets, but can be bought separately if you haven't already. Totally get on that. Um, um, we will potentially have a barrel of ale or maybe two um, outside with the hog roast. So extra ale was definitely one of the things. So far, we've never run out of, of gin. We're going to have to do better in that area. <laughs> Drink more gin clearly is the answer. Um, but yes, but sometimes the ale stocks have got a little bit low. So they are absolutely working on that this year to make sure that doesn't happen. 
Yeah, but my, yeah. my experience of events with you, Karen, is that the best place for gin is about two feet to your left. Yeah, generally where I am, there's gin. That, that is, <laughs> it's just a bizarre coincidence. I don't know how it works out yeah. that way. I mean I, I mean, I don't know what it says about the elite community, but let's see, elite meat, dry bar. <laughs> We've gone dry bar. Um, <laughs> I think we've got a thirsty bunch. Yeah, but you know, it's fine. I, I mean, and, you know, nobody gets too drunk and silly, which, you know, is always good. Um, I think it's that, you know, happy, merry buzz. It's all good. And the fact they managed to keep on going through through, through most of the night. Well, yeah, it is, it is start early and keep going, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. If, yeah, if, if you pace yourself, it's not too disgraceful. <laughs> Totally. The proper adults, <laughs> don't you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so there we go. Yeah, more, um, more questions about... Me, this, sorry, sorry, Chris. There's more questions regarding a hog it. roast. Uh, we have Commander Ooh. Similars asking, can you can you pee on the night um, or do you have to book it beforehand? I think the I can answer that really, which basically which is hotel needs numbers. Um, how late can they leave absolutely. it before they commit to the hog roast? Um... Prob ideally, I would like to take off the tickets that um, involve food in the next week or so. But if somebody is absolutely desperate, then get in touch and we can see how flexible we can be. Um, but yeah, the earlier, the better, really. I'd quite like to give the um, hotel at least a couple of weeks, if not three weeks, maybe four weeks notice. And we're we're coming up on those those numbers pretty quick. So, yeah. So they're going to need Sorry. a bigger hog. <laughs> <laughs> they, might they need a bigger hog. They need time to get that. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you for that. Uh, my week this week has been... Uh, I've actually not been in-game uh, in Elite all that much this week. I have been playing another game. I've been playing uh, The Long Journey Home on pre-release, which I'll talk about in a moment. Uh, and I've also been working on uh, the stuff for the, the Lave Radio RPG episode, which is very exciting. Um... So, yeah, uh, for me, I've been playing a thing called The Long Journey Home, which some of you may have heard of, some of you may have not heard of. It's a game that is just out today, uh, and I will be doing a stream of it on the Lave Radio channel uh, tomorrow night from 7pm onwards. It's a really interesting game. It's a space game. It's sort of described as roguelike in a way that would that would make Darren Gray spit feathers because it's it's not a roguelike, but it has roguelike elements. <laughs> um, a sort of procedurally generated world that you're you're you know you're traveling through and you die and you go back into it with with more knowledge. Um, the release has actually been slightly more controversial than I expected. So there'll be lots of interesting stuff to talk about. Uh, but really, you know, the best way to kind of experience the game is to come to the Twitch channel tomorrow night, 7 p.m. UK time onwards. Um, and it, I'll be I'll be playing it and talking about it. I'm hoping to have a guest on, um, but because the release has been complicated, I don't know if I'm going to get the guest on. And I'm also hoping to have some keys to give away during the stream, which would be really good. So if you want to get a copy of The Long Journey Home, um, that'll be good. And it's just it's a really interesting game. It's a really pretty game. Uh, I think there's a lot in it to love for fans of Elite Dangerous. Uh, and yeah, I've been frankly thoroughly enjoying it. So uh, yeah, come along tomorrow night. So moving swiftly on, we have well before that. Are we doing any Lave Radio Network activity in game tonight? 
I was going. I'm, I'm not because I can't host and pay attention. Well, that's what I mean. I think we're we're kind of limited number wise tonight, so it's probably better just mm. not to focus. But we are keen on getting those woeful reputation uh, in the system. <laughs> Our influence is horrible. In fact, it's not going to be long before they start saying things like "Leave who." Um, and <laughs> we don't want to go oh, to security. Have our to that, so. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we just, in fact, what, what is our current influences? And in, oh, I'm on the wrong screen to look at it. Um, so basically, we are not going to do that. I was going to do that tonight, but I am at Lave Station on the PC and open, and I'm also at Lave Station and open on the Xbox One. Docked outside, do come and give a flyby. I think I'm in a hauler on the Xbox, but oh, we have got so, an Xbox, or I can see them on the scanner. Did you say? Did you say what the influence was? No, I couldn't. Um, I can do, but I'll have to change camera mode and then go here. Uh, let's go and have a look and see how we are doing. Oh, wrong button. Up there, Lee. Stephen, Stephen Usher saying that his home faction was down to three percent and lost all the stations. Lave Radio Network has never even had a station. We got inserted at about nine percent. We dropped down to five, and we just we just sit there. Well, we're sitting at up practice. to nine percent actually, which actually puts us good. into the realms of potentially getting into a war with the uh, Orerve Universal Limited. Now, I don't know if they're a filmmaking company or <laughs> or not. Um, but, no, no know, one from Orerve deserves to be in Lave, so we, we should definitely fight them out. Well, exactly, yeah, well, we should uh, get public support for that one, that should be fine. Um, let's see what our current um, potential speeds, um, next statuses are. Do, 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 do. Doesn't say, because I can't find the right screen. No, there we go. That one. Um, uh, current state of saying... Yeah, no, whoever's saying that we passed them because they have an election in progress... Ah, right. Okay. So we've gone past them and bypassed it. Damn it. So, but anyway, so it'd be really great if Lave Radio listeners could go and take missions for Lave Radio Network uh, from the Lave stations. Um, because, uh, you know, if we don't do... If we don't do better soon, we're going to have to resort to like hiring the truckers and just saying to the truckers, you're really good at this, can you come and win us a station? <laughs> <laughs> well, I did, I did submit for a couple of community goals for LaveCon. Um, oh, but yeah, but we never heard back from them. So, okay. oh well. <laughs> Do community girls contribute to influence? Um, I do have to ask the experts. Right. But well, it would be quite funny to have a community goal in the run-up to Bladecon. It depends. Uh, yeah. If it's a, a community goal where you are, you know, selling a product at a station or selling lots of products can take money out of that station so it can reduce their uh, financial standings. Um, but basically, if it's buying from one of the stations and taking it elsewhere, then that'll boost the controlling faction of that station. If it's a bounty hunting, then that helps secure the current station uh, owners, or sorry, current system owners, and helps reinforce them, which is why Lave Station, with its nice rare, means that it's always getting lots of money in for the owners of Lave Station. So once we get it, we're good. <laughs> but it's a big system, and therefore it's a huge ask. And seeing as it took the truckers five months to get George Pantazzi's system, um, <laughs> and it's taken us nearly seven or eight months to finally secure Epsilon Indy. Uh, because of their rare items, although rare trading has now taken a significant drop in the game and therefore isn't the golden handshake that it was before. Fair enough. Hey. So, yes, okay. community goals well, yeah, could help, but they could also hinder. 
Yeah, I mean, we were saying last week because the, 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 those of us who were on last week do not understand the background simulation at all. So we're saying it would actually be really good to have a kind of background sim refresher expert on uh, at some point. Well, Is that you, Grant? Are you an expert? No, um, not at all. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I understand. I often misunderstand the the rules. Like, for example, when it comes down to an outbreak, then it's a great time to make a fortune shipping medicines and advanced medicines because you get a premium on them. So it's a great chance to do that. So if your network or your faction has a station that supplies it that's in a different system, then you're making a fortune buying there and then you're profiteering on it in the other systems where you sell it. So uh, there's there's ways and that's good. But then when if someone undermines your system by taking out system authorities, it can be difficult to defend and there's all kinds of things that change with every update that the guys at the bottom stare there like whoever who's just saying that he can help answer questions. So, you know, there's there's having a sort of basic understanding of how the sort of rock, paper, scissors system works. And then there's things that have been recently adjusted, like, for example, in a federal system, the bounties you hand in for federal bounties credits all the federal minor factions. Now, that was a problem if you're the only independent faction in that system, because if one person puts in a million credits of bounties, that would then fuel all the federal factions, meaning that your poor faction gets basically shoehorned out with minimum effort. That has been addressed. But I've no idea what's happened now, what the update is. And I just pick it up from people that know, people like whoever from Sean Nocte, who seems to be a bit of a guru in it and keeps us truckers right. <laughs> but yeah, it's, cool. it's, it's far more interesting. It's far more engaging. And when it makes sense, it works really, really well. So much more satisfying to be part of than power play, in my opinion. Because obviously people are there that love power play, but I, I prefer the background sim. Cool. It just seems more organic. Okay. It just it feels like it's part of the universe and you are influencing that more than power play, which feels like it's disjointed. And I don't know why that is. No, I, I think that I just wish you could sort of pledge allegiance to one of these little um, organizations in game because then you know that <laughs> people would know that you're a trucker and that could yeah. add a whole new dimension just like in yeah. power play when you have got um, one thing I do like about power play is that when you are flying about you are always having to look over your shoulder because you never know when you're going to get visited on by <laughs> someone who's hostile to you that's a little bit of extra tension but, uh, yeah, it's interesting because you can you can obviously become friendly and allied with the minor factions, mm -hmm. um, and it'll be interesting to know, I guess, because of the um, the way the game obviously stores your reputation with those factions. But I think maybe what it should do is display under your ship the name of the faction in that system that you have the highest rep with, because then that would effectively be your de facto allegiance. Yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. Because right. I think it's, it's the badge of honour as people want to uh, associate themselves with a minor faction. They do. They want their name badge. They want their their you know blazoned across their, their ships so that you know that that's the faction that they're in. But 
I think if you do nail your flags to the cross like that, then you get the negative effect of have you picked the right guys and what happens if one of your leaders has a falling out with the leader of another faction and there's a war and all you want is a peaceful gameplay. And then there's the <laughs> other issue, which of course is that Truckers is not a be-all and end-all. Truckers is merely uh, a union, really, of uh, commanders who are aligned with other minor factions that they consider to be more of their own but they're quite happy to take up the trucking call whenever the money is right and the situation is <laughs> correct. So I think if you then had to pick one, that would be a problem. So your solution, that might be quite handy. And therefore, when you're in your home space, it will proudly, proudly display that you are allied to it. And then you can tell exactly who's been manipulating the multiple data missions in systems because when they go there they're allied with every single faction in that system <laughs> so yeah it could make some interesting things stand out like a sore thumb <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> cool okay but yeah if, so if people do want to take on missions for lay radio network uh, tonight and this week that'd be great we are trying to improve things uh i also you know couldn't possibly suggest going and attacking system authorities i would never do such a thing um well alan would get a bit missed because you know there's attacking the the working party <laughs> of leave or whatever it is yeah i know <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to mention it um okay we have we have development news we have uh, a point release following 2.3 um which is Colin, are you able to take us through anything oh. interesting in 2.3.1? Well, I mean, let's see. I mean, this is the, the post that Captain Vague of Vagueville put up, Zakara Chinanchi put up the, <laughs> the 2.3, the 2.4, 2.31, and Elite Dangerous Beyond post, yes. which is now running approximately 800 comments since. So, you know, it just goes to show that people are that desperate for news. They will take just this little snippet and then just rip it to shreds, reanalyze it and, oh, good grief, overanalyze <laughs> it, And uh, to be honest. And um, I think what we know so far is that, uh, for definite, is that when the PS4 version comes out, uh, we'll be getting a new point release, which is uh, 2.3.1, and that will be coming out in tandem with the PS4 version. Now, what follows after that will be 2.4. Now, 2.4 is going to be uh, spread out a lot further, but it's going to involve a lot of more minor updates, which, and uh, I quote from the uh, <laughs> from from the post here. Uh, it's for a more narrative breakdown. Now, read into that what you will. <laughs> but uh, it does mean that I think there's a whole load of plot coming. And people have been speculating like heck over what that might involve. Mm. But um, I suppose the big news about Beyond stuff is that it do there has been a lot of disquiet on the forums lately that um, there won't be anything... There might be the possibility of elite interest just stopping after 2.4, but by the by mentioning the beyond stuff, um, it's kind of given a lot of people reassurance that Frontier are going to carry on developing and adding to elite dangerous after the end of season two. It was all that um, talk about the change to seasons and all the change in language 
kind of left people going, so what what that means you're not doing any more updates. That that's it over. So it's maybe nice to have mm. language like beyond that says, well, No, we're not going away. And as far as I'm aware, you know, that ten year plan, um, unless, you know, the, the community's pissed them off so much they thought, Well, that's it, they're not getting the free anacondas then <laughs> and they get struck off from year eight, right? <laughs> that's them, they can put up with the we're gonna stop at year four. So yeah, and the narrative, I mean that I suppose if the narrative stories come out and um we all get wiped out. I suppose they could end Elite Dangerous there. <laughs> That's a good point, you know. Yeah, they might save uh, Sarah Jane Avery's there going, all oh, right, I'm going to unleash my minions on you all, and we're all going, I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, that'll be it. Elite Dangerous, our last update. Sarah's <laughs> programmed the Thargoids. Good luck. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and, and when we mention minions, we don't mean the nice, cute ones. Either do we? <laughs> elite <laughs> cute yellow ones. Elite the flipping dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Survival mode. Yes. What? No, no. You wanted iron mode. Now you've got it. If you die, you're out. No, hold on. I'll be awesome. <laughs> Cole, could you could imagine the crying if that suddenly got implemented? Ah, you just close the forums, it's fine, they wouldn't be able to get you. Um, it would just go into one of these, you know, I mean, from the likes of anyone who's played the H1Z1 games, uh, King of the Kill, or if you've played the likes of Battlegrounds, Player Unknown, um, you'll play Unknown Battlegrounds. It's even better if you say it the right way around. Um, in those games, you know, so if you can imagine Elite changing to survival mode, it would be the case of who could hide in the best hiding place to last the longest becomes the Elite, you know, the last person who comes out of hiding going, yay, to a armada of Thargoids and aliens. It would just be a beautiful way to end the game. So what you're saying is you want Highlander for cowards? Stuff, you know, stuff going, you know, stuff grinding your your development to an end. Don't 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 make it painful and slow. Make it bloody and glorious. That's it. If you're going to end it, make it amazing and give that one commander who can hide the best, the best chicken or the best fighter that can survive the longest, but probably the best chicken, and then give them the glory of being the last commander alive and the elite. And then that's it. That's it. Then they just yeah, the world's over. Congratulations. You won. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But going, back, going back to what you were saying, I mean, they, Zach took a certain amount of flack for people saying that this post was a bit vague. And I think there was a kind of, you know, it was and it wasn't thing. I mean, people have been desperate for solid news about what's coming up next for such oh, yeah, a long for, time. For Well, since as soon as 2.3 was released, everyone was asking, right, 2.4. Yeah, I, I think before that. I thought that was a little bit... Yeah, well, I think even before that, because 2.4 has always had a kind of question mark over it. Um, and it's interesting that they've kind of confirmed that there's, there's going to be, you know, slightly different updates. One of the things I'm interested to see is, because one of the things that we talked about for 2.3 was that Frontier put in a lot of these new POIs, things like the, like the you know, the, I can't remember what they were called. There was, there was like the medical station, wasn't there? And there was the bar yeah. where... And that originally there'd been planned to there'd be some gameplay with those locations, mm-hmm. but those had to get bumped from 2.3. So I mean, I'm, I'm pretty hopeful that we're going to see updates to some of those features in 2.4. I'm hoping it hasn't got bumped further than that. Oh, yeah. that'd be a real yeah, shame. I no, I, I think um, I think we know that this is this is the bit where 
you know, the narrative is, is going to kick in. It's always been implied that this is going to be uh, the mystery patch. This is the one which they're going to start sort of grinding the plot wheels, if you see what I mean. But, you know, the, yeah. the thing yeah. is, right, the, the, the alien high predictions was spectacular because it was so quiet and it just happened. And people are like, ah, shut up. Did your head get dragged out of hyperspace? Yeah, yeah, my arse. Hi, right. And <laughs> it's amazing. So, I mean, we've got a game that people complain about being boring because, uh, and you know what? It, yeah, it does. If you play it the same way every time you log in, you're going to get bored of it. Definitely. There's nothing surer because to get to your triple elite is, is a, it's a huge endeavor and, and it's difficult. So you're going to be doing trading back and forward until you frankly dream about it. And you wake up in the middle of the night and find yourself in the hallway and you've walked halfway between the bathroom and your bedroom for the 15th time because you've got this in your head it, it, you know and then or you could be a miner and you're doing it that way in which case you know you're going to get bored of staring at rocks exploding and little stupid little collect limpets flying in front of you and coming back and that's all you're going to see when you close your eyes or maybe you've been into the combat which is a bit more exciting for you or whatever you're going to find that if you play it the same way every time after about six months you're going to be sick of it so that's true but then the narrative changes and suddenly it's no longer safe to undock. Suddenly your boring trade run is not boring anymore. The game is going to change on its foot. Well, I hope that it's a significant change that changes your... You nervously undock and take that first jump because nowhere safe. That will be a different game, and unfortunately that's going to have as much salt on both sides as well, isn't it really? Because people are going to go, oh, I like it this way, and that wouldn't be nice and safe here. But it's going to change when they come, because they are going to really shake up that game. And of course, maybe it won't be Thargoids, maybe it'll be something different, this other race that we don't really know much about. Technically, maybe they'll come in, maybe it's a different set of circumstances. That's the beautiful thing about it. That's why they cannot be anything other than vague because it will ruin it for us all. It will just spoil mm. that opportunity for one poor sod to go, What the hell happened there? What the hell's that? Holy crap! And then get greeted in the forums with the complete piles of bombards of comments of shut your face you're lying show us a video where it didn't happen but that's exactly the right of passage that they should get and that's what you know we've got to support that so don't kick their ass to be anything other than vague because they're good at that kind of content the storylines are good so let's wait for them to come okay mm. awesome yeah, I mean, for the Beyond stuff, they've said they're going to start concentrating more on core mechanics. Yeah, and this was a really interesting point because we were sort of, like I say, there was a certain amount of controversy over whether Zach was being vague. And like to me, there's, there's sort of there's vagueness and there's vagueness. I mean, in I can see how from Frontier's point of view, they felt like they were giving loads of information by saying that that after 2.4, they were going to commit to opening up all of the core gameplay loops. Well, no, that's not what they said, but opening up core gameplay and working on existing features, quality of life, and basically dealing with all that stuff that people say, you know, this doesn't work, that doesn't work. Um, 
And I think that from Frontier's point of view, that's quite a big announcement that they're working on core features rather than new content. But I was trying to make the point from my point of view that depending on, you know, because so many people play Elite Dangerous in so many different ways, core gameplay means different things to other people. Like mm. for me, it's crime and punishment and it's mining and it's, um, well, those are the two main things really that I'd really like to see fixed. Um, mining I'd like to see fixed because at the moment it's not, I don't find it interesting enough for me to do, spend any time doing it. And obviously crime and punishment because... And I, without wanting to get into this, from my point of view, obviously, open is is broken uh, from the way I see the game being played. So I think, but if if those aren't your core gameplay things, if your core gameplay is the PvP meta, or is I don't know power play, or is you know any of those other things, um, then you know that you kind of want to know. There's a part of you that wants to know what frontier considers needs fixing we want to know which of those things you know they're they're working on and we obviously don't know that mm. yeah so. well i mean they're going to make um announcements about uh the future obviously i think it's uh, e3 um we're not quite sure what they're going to announce apart from obviously the the playstation 4 version which comes out a few well, a week or so later Mm. Um, we are also going to get a, a kind of mini beta as well for 2.3.1. Um, apparently, it's there's going to be a lot of changes under the hood to make things work smoother. So um, I'm not quite sure what they're wanting to us to test yet, but they just in, they they did announce this kind of mini beta for 2.3.1. I'm getting sick yes. of saying that already. <laughs> so um, yeah, that that's going to be a well, yeah. Just have to wait and see what what we get to muck about with. Yeah, and 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 Zach has been. They did sort of say in the post that because they know it's not a new content beta, they are anticipating not having as many, quite as many players going into it as we would for 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 a big beta. Um, so they have asked as many people as possible to get involved in it, and I think they have said it's going to be two point three point one beta is going to be available to everybody. Not yes. just those with with beta access. Yeah, so this is a, this is a completely open beta. So do go and you know. Well, it's difficult to say, isn't it? You kind of want to yeah. say, yeah, do go and help Frontier out. Um, give them give them a little bit of help, and then go back to your normal game. I think. Yeah, I don't think it's difficult, isn't it? Because this yeah. gets into the whole this gets into the whole thing about whether commercial game companies should rely on their players to test things. But realistically, I mean, Frontier have, even if they got every single person that works at Frontier to to play it, and that includes all the Planet Coaster devs, I think that's about 200 people, isn't it? Yeah, Whereas, it you know, several thousand players break things in a way that 200 people can't. And it's not, like I say, it's not even 200 players. No. Um, no, and so, also the internet, in, internet infrastructure and things like that will yeah. wobblers. That you know, they can't be. They, it can't be replicated in the controlled environment because it's, it's you know, it's the internet. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 absolutely. Uh, so yeah, so that's the that's the news from Frontier. Well, you know, I have this sort of sneaky little part of me that's hoping that they're going to go to E3, and when they're asked questions about upcoming features, they're going to say, "I can't really talk about that because we're saving our big reveals for Lavecom." Oh, yeah. I think I think you can dream on, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to go back to your brothel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
should just like to say for those listening to the live stream and the <laughs> podcast, we are. We were talking about another game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you may, you may want to yeah, clear people that, don't know that. <laughs> People don't know that I was playing a, a different game. They, they just think that I'm going back to a brothel. So yes, long journey. The long journey home tomorrow night. Currently, having despite having played it for 17 hours, I only have one achievement for the entire game, and that is for finding and visiting the space brothel. Um, so yes, I'm not. I'm not actually soliciting today. <laughs> moving moving swiftly on this is a good time to sort of bring up your Patreon link <laughs> it is an excellent time to bring up the Patreon link what what, uh, what, what are we saying about it? <laughs> nothing nothing. <laughs> just, you're not <laughs> the, new, the new the new stretch goal for uh, yeah for this, this game we'll see Patreon is a um, a built in built in brothel for the Radio Theatre Workshop Studio it's not uh, it's been <laughs> But though, since you mentioned it, I have actually updated the Patreon page recently because, there were, you know, I was aware that it needed a little bit of updating. Um, so for those of you who either live under a rock or have only discovered the podcast recently, uh, I also produce a full cast audio drama officially licensed and based on Elite Dangerous called Escape Velocity. Uh, it is an op- episodic science fiction serial and it is supported and funded by you Elite Dangerous fans and listeners at patreon.com forward slash radio theatre workshop and I actually did edit it the other day because I um, I was aware that that I'd kind of reached the last sort of goal for it a while ago although actually we've slipped down below it again oh dear would you look at that we've slipped down we've slipped down below the, the verity uh, goal <laughs> need to fix that before we get into production um, so yeah but there are there are new stretch goals so hopefully we can get back up over that that thousand thousand dollar um, tier and then after that uh, there are I've got a whole things planned for awesome kind of patron exclusive escape velocity content this is one of the things I've been wanting to work on so this is additional stories additional mini episodes and loads of extra stuff that'll be just for the patrons and should be really cool uh, and stuff I'm working on currently includes things like you know role playing campaigns that you can play additional audio books additional mini episodes uh yeah i've got the examples in here is things like who if you want to know what happened the day may broke out of school that'd be an interesting audiobook to write and record so yeah mm. do go and have a look at the patreon and i'm also you know because hopefully more people are going to come on board and more people are going to support escape velocity uh, i have actually allowed for the possibility that we might get to a budgeting level where escape velocity can become a 45 minute episode series rather than a 30 minute series and that would be really interesting uh, that would change. That would change the format for the show quite interestingly and drastically, I think. So there we go. That's uh, that's the Patreon. Thank you for bringing that up, Grant. I, I don't talk about it enough. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. That's the thing. You know, you just don't want. You don't want to to sort of blow your own rumpet. And and when you've got something that no. is as 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 loved and valued and supported as this, you know, it's important just to remind people that one, you're still working on it and there's a new series on its way. And two, yes. for those people that have just come across it, I mean it happens occasionally with, with bizarrely with Dockers, you get someone that comes across it, which is just a, a silly podcast that I do, but it's purely just daft and there's no way it's ever going to be official. Uh and I think the day that I even think about putting a an application in for a license <laughs> is, it, is the day that Michael Brooks will bring his axe all the way up to Glasgow um, so you know it's, it's good if you do something like that and people fall, stumble across it and then suddenly they want to support it because they un- understand and appreciate
appreciate the amount of work that you do put into the the, the thing and how flipping blooming frustrating it can be in audio uh, when you know you create something wonderful but you've gone through hell to get it to the point where you hate every nuance of the audio of that thing yeah. <laughs> so yeah um it's good good to sort of remind yeah. people that you're out there and, and get your support back up to where it should be it's true. I've been, uh, yeah, and, and I've been sort of talking to people about how, I mean, I've been talking to my patrons, I've been talking to other people about just how hard this episode of Escape, this series of Escape Velocity is proving to write. I am proving the thing that I already knew, which is that it is much more fun getting into narrative debt than it is paying it off. All yeah. those kind <laughs> of, all, all those, all those mysteries and setups and, and hints and, you know, things that I've kind of dropped into series one, two, and three. Series four is the series where all of where that not I, I don't want to call it an end because it's not an end to escape velocity i hope i hope escape velocity will continue and do other things um but in terms of the story that began with thane and may meeting in series one and all the story about the clones and all the story about the matriarch and all the story about dallas and all this other stuff that is all going to end in season four um, and it is it is just a really really difficult technical challenge um, to write a series that kind of not only wraps things up but actually still also makes sure that each individual episode is is really entertaining and enjoyable. Um, I mean, I could just you know, like I say, I could just write you know six episodes of wrapping up arc storyline, but I don't think that would be interesting. So I'm, I'm trying to make sure that it is still on an individual episode basis, still really interesting, but actually then it does move towards a conclusion. And that is a massive, turns out as a writer, that is a massive technical challenge, uh, which is kind of stretching me actually, I have to say. So there we go. Uh, yeah. Well, awesome. Well, lots of love for it. Cletus says he's really looking forward to season four. And uh, I think Chris is too. Uh, thank you, Cletus. What is it? So I, can't, I can't remember. I think it's someone who was saying to me that they were really looking forward to the next episode of of, of Dockers, and I said, "Yeah, so am I. I. Can't wait to hear how it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, I can't wait to hear it. It's going to be awesome. Oh God! What's another yeah, yeah, Christmas yeah. episode from two Christmases ago? <laughs> yeah. well, we do. We do. We do have a couple of suggestions here. So Stephen Usher said that forty-five minutes episodes would be a whole hour with four ad breaks. I mean, yeah, forty-five minutes has become the kind of the TV episode length standard because the American format is to have an hour-long show with fifteen minutes of episodes. But actually, it's become pretty standard for a lot of you know storytelling now to sort of have forty-five minutes as a thing. Um, I mean, I've said before that because of because I'm slightly inspired by Netflix, where with their own productions, they just don't care how long each episode is. Like you watch something like um, Daredevil and like one episode will be like 37 minutes long and the next one will be like an hour and five minutes. And they just don't care because they're not making it for a broadcast network. Uh, I'm kind of inspired by that. The other comment we've had, Grant, is um, Space Lenin said that the next Patreon level should be an Escape Velocity and Dockers crossover. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> It's not going to happen. We sort of, we sort of, we, do you know what? I will say, I don't, want to, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but we almost have something a bit like that. Because as I've mentioned previously, we are working on the next episode of the Lave Radio, the, the EDRPG uh, episode where we play the, the RPG. But I, I, I will reveal now that in those episodes, I do play as Thane, not as Chris Jarvis, Head of Entertainment at Lave Station. So there will be a little bit of, you know, a little bit of extra Thane love in there. And I think, you know, Grant's always 
kind of slightly on Docker's mode. Yeah, so. I think you've got to cut <laughs> quite a lot of that out, haven't you? It's quite, it's quite a lot going on the cutting room floor. <laughs> some of it will go. I think some of it will definitely go. But uh, yeah, no. It's, well, uh, you know, I'm 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 a bit confused. I mean, I'm always a fan of the. Uh, we don't really bother about timelines and continuity in Doctor Who, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, isn't Commander Thane supposed to be sort of a lot older than um, oh. in present time? In and uh, basically, has he been frozen? Have you gone into yes. one of those frozen adverts that you've gone and then they forgot to switch him off or thaw him out? You have to listen to series four. Has his love been frozen for so long? <laughs> you have to listen to series four because I've made no secret of the fact that, that Escape Velocity is set in thirty two forty five, which is you know, 50, 60 odd years before the current Elite Dangerous timeline. Um, but those who hang out with me will know that I roleplay as uh, Commander Thane in the current Elite Dangerous. So there is, yes, there are story mysteries to be solved there. There you go. That's all the spoiling I'm going to do tonight. Um, moving, moving on again. Um, speaking of a new content appearing in the game, there has been another generation ship found, hasn't there? Oh, the Atlas. Yes, this this was discovered. It always seems to be discovered, I think, either on a Wednesday or a Thursday after we broadcast. <laughs> so, you know, everybody else gets the drop on us and we just catch up the following Tuesday. Um, yeah, the Atlas is a new generation ship which has been discovered. Um, it is, uh, if you just bear with me for a second. Um, well, spoiler alert for everybody else who's... Um, Who's, who's not found it yet, but it's in the Chardic Drift, and uh, it orbits the white uh, dwarf Chardic Drift A. Um, now, I'm so behind. I'm looking at this list of found ships. I'm, yeah. I'm so behind with listening to the audio logs and, and visiting them and all those sorts of things. Um, and for those of you who, who haven't heard this this one, uh, I will say it, it, it gives engineers a good name, in my opinion. And <laughs> <laughs> um, very, I, I thought this one was actually probably the best voice acted one so far. Uh, to be honest, when I when I listened back to it, and uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those moments where you think, oh. oh. <laughs> and yeah, according to according to David Braben, these are we're not going to find a, a a living, um, generation ship. They're all going to be wrecks. Because all the generation ships that are stu- that lived made it, and uh, all we're finding are the, are the the shipwrecks that didn't. Which is quite somber, really, isn't oh. it? But they are beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, oh, yeah, I mean, fantastic to fly around. And the audio logs are just—you know—they make them all the more poignant. Um, yeah, so I can't, I can't. I, I'm gonna—it's gonna be quite sad when we get to a point where we've we've found them all. Yeah. Well, you never know. I think, I think, that boring. Yeah, I think I think there's um, uh, and there's always the you know you can always pretend there's the unknown ones. I've got I've got a cracking plot for an abandoned uh, generation ship, which I might say which I might hold on to for Escape Velocity Series Five if that ever happens. Oh, I had one of them. <laughs> I had one of them put aside for the RPG. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I might I might not because technically my story that went in the. Um, and yeah, that was a generation, was a generation ship. Yeah, I know. So I might not do it. I might not touch the area again. But uh, there we go. But yeah, and well done. And you've link, had a link to a video, Commander Schumer. Yes, well, Commander Schumer also um, wasn't he in the the video? Com, uh, one of the uh, 
not the winners, but one of the one of the top ten of uh, of the video competition. Oh, did he last week? I think I've, I've got the impression he was. Um, okay. After I rechecked, well, he put out this um, fantastic, dramatic presentation of uh, the discovery of Atlas. And, and the logs there are in. So if um, we'll put it in the show notes, and uh, if nobody's not seen seen it yet, then uh, we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll give you a good pointer. Mm. Okay, awesome. Uh, so yes, that is. I think we're putting a link um, into the show notes, uh, which is a, which is the link that we've got in our show notes, which is the list of all the rediscovered generation ships. Uh, it's got descriptions on how to find them. It's got roughly where they are. It's even got, if you don't want to fly out and find them and scan them for yourself, it's got links to the audio files and transcriptions of the scripts of those, uh, those log files. Uh, the latest one doesn't have a transcription just yet. I'm sure somebody will do it at some point if they haven't already. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll post this um, link to the forums in the show notes because it's really useful. Actually, I think at some point I am just going to go through the list and go and visit all the ones I've missed. Mm. Um, because yeah, I can't actually remember which ones I've seen and which ones I haven't. But anyway, they do take a bit of finding, though, don't they? It's not it's not like you just jump into the system and they show up on your scanner. You do no. have to. No, it's, it's actually quite tricky, um, and you kind of—it's one of these weird ones where, because when I went out looking for the first one that we did live in the show, um, <clears throat> I was out there, and you kind of—I'm at the right area, I've done the right journey, it's not appearing. I, does it appear? Do I have to scan for it? So you go back and forward, and back and forward, and back and forward, and then eventually, pop, there it goes, and you go, ah ha! But if you're not confident that it means 22,000 light years and you're out 2.2 million light years, then you're going to be a very sad and disappointed commander. So it, it <laughs> is one of those things where you've got to be patient and confident. And those two things, otherwise it's a chance. You might be just be going about your business and you go, what the hell was that popped up? Which is possible too. <laughs> and that must, be, that must be amazing if that's the case. That must be a spectacular fun. Cool. Alrighty. Uh, so we've got we've had a newsletter. Yeah. Uh, oh, what's happened? What? Sorry, no. I thought I thought I'd just gone offline. Um, no, because the way I that you've been going through tonight's uh, show notes and things, it's kind of following the newsletter. Okay, I was going to say that I was looking at the newsletter, thinking we've talked about that, we've talked about that, we've talked about that. I see they've got a photo of, on the Anaconda graveyard of um, one of your Anaconda landings, Grant. Yeah, just the standard landing for the planet for me. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> right next, and then you can see where my SRV came out. It does look, <laughs> fr frankly, ridiculous, doesn't it? Um, it's kind of like uh, a school of whales. Uh, has a school? What is a collection of whales? I don't know if school applies to whales. It's a pod, uh, a pod of dolphins. That's it, yeah. I think it's a pod of whales as well. Okay, so, and you see oh, them, you know, all 
sort of uh, piled high on a beach because they've all been beached. You see that kind of sight and it just seems surreal. Like, yeah, what's the chances of that? Not just one, but 50 of them. And then you look at this photo and go, it's just as ludicrous, isn't it? I mean, it happens, but it's still ludicrous to think all these anacondas. What was it? The first guy goes, here, watch this. And they're going, yeah, I can do that better than you. Oh, no, I can't. And then, you know, the old monkey fell out of a tree joke. So it just doesn't make sense to me, but... <laughs> especially the one that looks like it's been thrown by somebody you know and it's just gone nose first into the planet uh, yeah it's like piloted by an imperial star destroyer captain or something like that <laughs> yeah, but it just makes me think I'll get in the SRV and use it as a ramp and uh, <laughs> yeah it's but again again it's again it's it's more content it's more questions go and find the logs see what the hell happened and and see if you can get information follow those biscuit trails is it biscuit trails yeah yeah i'll do it I'll do but it, it is I'm, yeah but it is the anaconda graveyard is at a site that you have to suicide from to get back to isn't it because it's it's at the end of a neutron jump that doesn't have a return option i believe ouch isn't that the case? I, isn't, I, isn't that what the Anaconda Graveyard... Oh, okay, because the Anaconda Graveyard is at the end of a... I think it's at the end of a neutron star jump, and there are yes. no... It's a point of no return. Stars. Yes, there are no scoopable stars, there are no neutron stars to make the jump, so you, you, you can go, but you can never leave. It is the Space Hotel California. Oh. It's that, that just I think it's kind of interesting. That kind of does make it I just, tragic. Yeah, but for me, I mean, I've I've got myself up to the point where I I now own I have I have my Asp Explorer, I have my Vulture, and I have my my other ships that I've bought along the way, and I also have thirty million credits. I cannot imagine getting to the point in the game where I have enough money to blow an anaconda on a visit to a system that I can't return from. I just I just can't. I really can't conceive of having that kind of money in the game. I just yeah, I don't know. Again, it doesn't seem right that your only option would be. I mean, surely we've got some kind of neutron star rats. I mean, it'd be a fantastic place to go <laughs> and then just call the fuel rats and they all arrive and go, oh, you bastards. <laughs> you know, so the next person that arrives in the system can see 500 fuel rats sitting there going, bastard, I can't afford to blow my ship up and I'm stuck here with this twat because he brought me out here. Oh, that'd be brilliant. That would just be spectacular. Kind of like that milkman knocking the door and being invited and then shown to the cupboard where all the other bodies of all the previous milkmen can be found. Um, it's amazing. But, you know, because you've got that in the newsletter, which is just, it's kind of like a comedy piece and, 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 and cool. <laughs> Um, and you've got the new generation ship, and then you go down, and the Genosis has taken flight. The Canon Interstellar Research uh, mega ship has taken flight. Um, it kind of... Uh, that picture is just stunning. And it kind of looks like some new science fiction television film, doesn't it? Mm, yeah, totally. It does look good. So the, well, the link on the image doesn't work, which is a shame. I wanted to see it in high resolution, but it, if you click on the uh, image, it takes you to Galnet. That's odd. Yeah, there's not a high-res version of that. We'd love a high-res version of that, please. Frontier, fix that for us, because it's beautiful. It kind of reminds <laughs> me of, of the Krakia, a film ship that was like that. Oh, God, it'll come to me at some point. I remember I had, I had the toy and didn't have a clue what film it was from or show. It just didn't, it was a cool toy. Well, that black. 
a black hole or something like that. Or uh, you know, it could have been black hole. I think it had a green canopy, um, sort of cabin at the front of it, and these two long white sort of sections behind it. Uh, it dragged, so it could be that. But again, you never. Okay. It was quite a cool, wee, cool wee toy. So that was it. That was good because that was the direct result of all the community goals that we took part in three, four weeks ago. So that's quite quick turnaround for content. So I'm impressed to see that. And of course, anyone that took part in that should have their Canon Interstellar decal now, um, which you can wear proudly on your ship and uh, show off that you are part of that community goal. Uh, Bitstorm's just asking, this this uh, ship toy you're talking about, it wasn't Blake 7, was it? It could have been Blake the, 7, the, but I the didn't... bulbous. It's got got like the three pylons and the green bulbous back end. Oh, good. I've been flying it backwards all my life. <laughs> how, how can you fly one of the coolest spaceships in existence backwards? Well, you see, I was never, I was never a Blake 7 viewer. Um, you know, I think, I think the sort of... My brother may have watched. I might have been just a, a, a little bit too young to find it interesting enough. Um, or there was other things to do, like pick my nose and run into walls. Um, so I don't know why I didn't see Blake 7. I just didn't. But he, so I think he did. So it's very possible it was hand-me-down toys that I just wouldn't recognise. So maybe I should spend <laughs> some time getting some culture and uh, watching it. <laughs> but I think even yeah. well, now the haircuts just put me off. <laughs> if we're actually if we're talking eighties toys, I want I want I'm going to I'm going to abuse up my position here on the show because we have quite a good listenership, and I'm wanting to leverage the the power of the Lave Radio listeners' hive mind to identify a toy that I have been trying to identify for some months. So I had a toy back in the eighties, which was um, basically it was like a little blue tank. It was it was sort of a squat cube. It had caterpillar tracks on the bottom. It had a little silver button on the top. When you press the silver button, the two sides, the sort of top of the tank, opened up. And inside it was a kind of mobile laboratory research station. Uh, and it had this little bit that used to stick out the front that had a detachable red vehicle that looked a little bit like a Citroen C5. And this ship was populated by these little kind of gold figures that looked a bit like um, the droids from Buck Rogers in the... Uh, 25th century, or whatever it's called. Uh, so that was that. That's the toy I'm trying to identify. I have a, you know, I don't know if it was part of a series. I don't know if it was part of a bigger brand. Mm. Uh, all I remember is this big silver button on top, and it was kind of clockwork. So this this C5 thing used to pop out the front. You'd kind of you'd close the doors and you'd push that track back in, and that would wind up the process. And then when you press the button on top, the sides would open, and this bit would extend out the front. So if that if that rings a bell with anybody, I would I would love to know what it is. Anyway, I'm going to stop abusing. <laughs> yeah, someone's pointed out in Twitch that Zoids had gold robot crew. I used to use my Zoid figures with this thing as well because the, the figures were so similar, but not the same. So uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Answers in the postcard, please. That's in the postcard. It's either this or Craigslist, and I you know I know what Craigslist is like, so. Um, you do realise that as by just evening mentioning answers on a postcard, everyone's dating you to the 70s <laughs> <laughs> on Swap Shop. Because that's the only time you saw answers on a postcard was on yeah. Swap Shop, or Tiz was. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm sure my age. Great. Well, everyone knows yeah. I'm old. 
We've had a, we've had a letter from a Mrs. Trellis of Dorse, Wales. Um, <laughs> okay, so yes, as, as previously discussed, newsletter 176 is mostly what we've already talked about. Um, so do we have, we were going to sort of talk in the main feature tonight about Lavecom. Yes. Um, and I, I'm, I'm kind of relying on Karen to give us a lead as to whether there is more Lavecon stuff we can talk about or whether we actually covered it. Yeah, well, we just, we're not sure what, what, if there was any information that you wanted to get out there specifically other than talking about the fun stuff that's coming up and also possibly if there's uh, rooms that might be reappearing so, you know, from, well, from cancellations and things and what's the best way for people to get in touch if they're interested in that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's there's lots of exciting exciting things going on and lots of, as you said, practical things that would be helpful to, to get out there. First of all, to say, of course, that we are incredibly grateful for the fact that LaveCon 2017 is sponsored by EdTracker and EDRPG, which is brilliant. Both fabulous, fabulous, wonderful people um, who are doing wonderful things. So if you haven't seen them before, totally check them out. They're awesome. So now I've done the, you know, little plug. That's a good thing. Um, yes, yeah, stuff that's going on. As I mentioned earlier, we're hoping for some more community involvement. And um, the wonderful Commander Wishblend has done a LaveCon cryptic clue search, which will be brilliant. I'm really, really excited about that. I think it's going to be be good. Um, and um, we've and she's from the First Great Expedition, which is great. Um, and then we've also got fuel rats in the in the land doing lots of things, um, and we're hoping um, that we'll have some other community groups doing lots of things. I'm sure the truckers can get um, you know get their arms twisted to do things. We'll see. Oh god, they're easy to yeah. They'll, they'll do anything for a gin. Um, yeah, we've also got the um, ooh, what are they called? It's the buckyball group. What a um, my brain's got left. Buckyball racers. Buckyball racing yeah, absolutely. They're going to be doing exciting things in the land as well. So there'll be lots of different things going on in different places. So it's a question of keep your eyes open, grab hold of people and find out what's going on. We will, of course, have all of the information at the front desk. So you can check in there, check that you're not missing something, something exciting. So, yeah, lots, lots of things going on, which is brilliant. On, on that point, um, Karen... Um, yeah. If there are player groups out there who have maybe not received an email from Zach or, or that are coming to LaveCon in, in relative numbers, you know, but they want to arrange something um, for the event that for their members or to promote their group, um, is there a way that they should get in touch with you? Um, yeah, they can drop us an email at info at laveradio.com. Um, and yeah, let's know what they're up for, what they'd like to be involved with, what kind of thing they might might be interested in doing, or whether they just want to shout out at some point so that we can make sure we all know they're there. If we know people are coming, we can be excited about that. If people turn up and haven't told us, dare I say, even on the day, let us know, but preferably in advance so we can make sure that people know what they're what they're up to. And in terms of other things going on. We have a number of wonderful authors coming along to do, um, do some readings for us, a number of whom will be familiar names in the community, but a couple perhaps from outside of the community who you might not have heard from. So Alan Stroud has been doing um, some data slate episodes. 
and um, which will be going up. I'm sure some of them, I think at least one of them is already up. Two of them are already up, I've just been corrected. Um, and um, so find out a bit more about these authors because they are brilliant. So their the names, and as I said, some of these will be very familiar, is Kevin Elliott, um, who you may well know, um, Tim Taylor, who does military science fiction, brilliant, um, Darren Gray, Anna Smith-Spark, Alan Stroud and Kate Russell. So there's a bit of a mixture of different themes and different things going on, but I think it is going to make a brilliant reading session. So I'm looking forward to that particularly. Um, we're hoping maybe, just maybe, we might get the lovely Sarah Jane Avery to think about doing a reading. So definitely shout out to her if she's listening, because um, she has confirmed that she's going to be there and we're very excited to see her again, because she's always good fun. Um, other activities, there'll be the, the virtual reality room, of course, um, you know, showing off some new kit. I'm sure, Grant, you probably could say more about that than I can. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a, there's a couple of um, things that we'd love to be able to show off, um, but it really does come down to a matter of 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 timing really uh, and one of those is new 3d calibrated um, headphones so that sound moves around your head as well as your perception so whereas when you've got stereo headsets it can be quite effective so that you can pinpoint uh, a sound from your left hand side and from your right hand side so you can know which way to look these go that little step further by giving you superb quality of sound but also having the ability to sort of follow your positioning and oh crikey they're just ridiculously overpowered your headphones um, but they're I think about a month late um, they were meant to be out in December so they're considerably late for that but they were a month later than the follow up production line was so we're not sure they're meant to come out towards the end of May which we're at and there's no sign so I'm not sure if they're going to be with us in town to bring down but we will have uh, the fully running Vive system and if you're you know if you're a player of, of Elite on these systems and you've done that experience then take a chance to have a go at some of the other games that maybe show off the VR in a different way uh, so you can see whether or not they're worth the investment because they are a, a bit of an investment. And of course, there's the Oculus Touch, which is the new controllers for the Oculus Rift that totally kick ass over the Vive controllers. They're just, they're just you know, they're newer, they're better, and they're far better well designed, and and they work brilliantly, and they create some of the most fantastic uh, sights of people doing Matrix moves, <laughs> which is just hilarious from the point of view that's where elite meet i asked somebody you know because you can't see because you've got a headset on so you don't know what's going on around you and i'm going i've run out of ammo how do I, how do i change my guns and i got the very helpful command of bend over you lazy bastard and that's when i realized <laughs> that you do have to use your environment around you to find everything and of course guns don't float they lie on the ground you have to pick them up so it's a lot of fun, and, and that's what I mean by, you know, yes, you can have the experience, go and try the Oculus, go and try the, the Vive, stand up in your ship, walk around your ship, have a look behind the seat. If you've not done that before, it will blow your mind. You will appreciate the level of detail in this game that you wouldn't normally see in just sitting in the cockpit chair. Get out that seat. 
don't just sit down and fly around shooting asteroids and going, wow, this looks amazing. Get off your arse, you lazy buggers, and have a wander around your cockpit. Or have a chance to try some of the other offerings because we're now beginning to see games that are well designed for VR. And... Um, yeah, it's an opportunity if you don't have a system at home to come and try it. There may well be people in the land room with their own rigs running their own games so that you can get an experience everywhere throughout the venue. A lot of the community are like that. They just love to show off the fun stuff that you can do. Um, so yeah, mingle around there. That's, that's the, I'm excited about the VR room, I am. No, I think it's going to be brilliant. I think it'll be really good. But while we're talking about clever bits of kit, obviously um, Ed Tracker is up there with bits of kit you might be interested in finding out a bit more about. And also Games Cab are coming along again, so bringing some of their exciting cockpit-style gaming. So there's there's a few few things you might want to consider as new toys for the future. Um, so definitely, which will be brilliant. So there, there's definitely a lot of things, a lot of things going on. Um, and for those who can't make it, I completely understand. Not everybody's free that weekend. Other people have, you know, dare I say, other priorities, which clearly shouldn't be allowed, but has to be a thing. Um, so coming, so if you can't get to LaveCon, as we mentioned earlier on, we will be streaming via the, the Twitch stream, of course. Um, you know, most of the main room content, as mentioned earlier, is streamed online, which is brilliant. Um, but also we're encouraging any community streamers or um, other sort of online activity that might be happening that weekend, either from the land room or from elsewhere, to let us know what you've got planned, because we can put it on a bit of a run so that people are at home. Perhaps if you, I know in the past we've had a few people streaming from the land room, you know, giving their update on how LaveCon is going. And it'd be great if we could help promote those streams, let people know we've got a lot of talented and interesting people in the community. And we really want to give everybody a big shout out. So if you let us know, we will let everybody know. So, yeah. Excellent. It's all good. That, that doesn't even that <laughs> doesn't even start on any of your panels or your. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so many panels, so many things going on. You know, again, we've, it's it's overwhelming the numbers of things that we've got got in mind. Um, both online. I mean, we mentioned earlier about possibly have some activities in game in the live system. Maybe, maybe. No definites yet from Frontier. We are absolutely talking to Frontier, of course, and we expect a big presence from from them, fingers crossed, no definite confirmed names there, but I'm sure we'll have people from the community team and also from the development team. So they, there should be a wonderful Q&A session where you can find out everything that you wanted to know from behind the scenes at Elite Dangerous, as it were, um, and or just meet wonderful people, buy them a pint, have a chat, find out that yes, they are real people too. Some of them like beer, some of them like gin, do check. Um, yeah, and it's, I mean, it's such a lovely opportunity to just relax with a wonderful community, a wonderful bunch of people, and really enjoy the weekend. So I'm looking forward to it, definitely. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and, and, attend, a, and attend an awesome audio drama workshop. Absolutely. <laughs> audio drama workshop, of course, from the Radio Theatre Workshop. Absolutely. <laughs> um, we've also got a writing workshop, which is being run with Anna Smith-Spark, as well as Alan Stroud. So that'll, that'll hopefully, you know, the budding authors in our, our midst, hopefully will really enjoy that and getting a different, you know, different perspective on their creativity, I think is always really useful. Um, 
Well, I thought that those budding authors, we've also got a session on writing for franchises where we can look at how does writing come into not just our books and our novels, but also perhaps, you know, computer games and other things going on, role playing games, all sorts of things. So it, it really helps people understand where if they've got aspirations, you know, perhaps where, where could that be going? Where could that do? And it's from people who have really got that experience and know what's going on. So, yeah, it should be really good. It is still just a 2D event, isn't it? It is. We're going to pack it in. I tell you, it's going to be squished end to end. It's non-stop. There'll be stuff happening in lots of rooms. You've got to you've got to plan well, otherwise you'll miss the most exciting things. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And I, I apologise if you've already said this. I was talking to chat for a moment but at the beginning. Um, what did you say is the current status of tickets? If people are not already coming to LaveCon... OK, the tickets... What are their options? Stand. They are currently available on our website, our silver, gold camping and bronze tickets. Now, and this is a bit of a... I haven't said it anywhere online yet. This is a bit of a first release. I think I might. Having sorting out um, volunteer tickets, which obviously I'd sort of put a notional ones behind, we've had one or two... Um, not very many um, cancellations where people sadly real life has got in the way um, and also because dare I say it I, I, I dread to say this but there is a wedding party a very small wedding party who booked before we had had, had got our dates in so there were a couple of other people not from from LaveCon in the hotel and they've actually reduced the size of their booking so I have ended up possibly with one or two gold tickets available so if anybody is still interested in one of those um do drop me in the email um what i'll be doing is the people that inquired about um gold tickets previously i've got them on a bit of a reserve list as it were so i'll be contacting them but obviously if they've got their things if they've already set their hotel room know what they're doing etc um it might become available to other people so if anybody is interested in a gold ticket or even a platinum ticket possibly although i may struggle because t-shirts um then do drop us a line that would be brilliant um, but as i said silver tickets are available at the moment but they will be coming offline in the next oh well i said end of the month but i might give you a few days grace so certainly um at sort of the end of the week um looking at maybe or after the weekend something like that um we've also currently got uh, bronze tickets are available all the way up to the event and on the day at the event although they do go up in price on the day so we do recommend booking of course um but yeah so bronze tickets which just includes your tea coffee um and all the activities but no food or hotel room are available totally uh, but if you want in on the wonderful um buffet lunch as part of your silver ticket or if you want the hog roast ticket to add to that then do please book those soon definitely um but yeah so um, oh and the gold camping gold camping is currently online but again will be coming offline in the next week or so um purely because of the food requirements so obviously we need to let the hotel know our finalized numbers so that they can make sure that they've ordered in enough food for everybody because it'd be rubbish if we ran out um so yeah do need to get those those online if for any reason somebody is desperate desperate that they're not getting paid until the you know after i take them offline or what have you just drop me an email i will see what i can do um so yeah we try and we try and be as flexible as we can but for practical reasons we do have to give the hotel some notice 
I was just going to ask one, one question regarding the food and people who might want to, obviously, because if you buy a bronze ticket, then you can nip out, you can go somewhere locally, find some food, a different bar, or go down to your local McDonald's, whatever whatever there is, Neddy. I don't know, because obviously I'm quite far away from it. But if <laughs> people who don't have um, the lunch pass, I know that the lunch is generally some uh, kind of buffet. Is it still possible, for example, during the hog roast, if it's during the ambassador's meal uh, or during the lunch when it's being served to people that have got these packs, is it still possible for people to go to the restaurant or the hotel and order food? Um, it's not possible through the restaurant at the hotel. However, having said that, there will be a bar menu which has um, sort of snacks and foods and, you know, sort of pizzas and chips and those kind of things um, will be available through the um, all through the weekend. Um, there is a, a pub fairly nearby that you can pop out to. Of course, while the hotel do not allow you to bring your food on site, I am sure that you can nip outside and, and have a picnic down the road um, or even... Um, as you said, we're not far from Northampton, so there's plenty of bars and restaurants and what have you. Only oh six miles or so up the road, so there are there are lots of lots of options, absolutely. So um, if you haven't got food booked, as I said, there will be other food available on the day. So so don't panic. But if you are desperate for your hog roast, definitely order it in in advance because sitting there eating a pizza while somebody else is eating a hog roast in front of you may not be quite the same if you're into that kind of thing. <laughs> Very true. Um, the other thing I, I got I got a slight reminder that I needed to make sure I mentioned for activities during the weekend is of course you'll be aware of EDRPG they will be running role playing sessions through the weekend so we hope that you will will take an opportunity to go and try out some of that or find out a bit more about it and they'll also have some bits in the main room just letting you know about their project and where it's got up to um, so yeah there should be should be some really good things. Excellent. Uh, Stephen Usher's asking, in terms of the VR stuff, maybe the new Star Trek Bridge Command game? Oh, we've well, we've got Artemis um, Star Trek Bridge game, which is brilliant. I'm not sure whether that's the new one that he meant. No, or whether no, no. This is, no, this is, is uh, a VR only. Now, the only problem, Stephen, is that much the same as Pulsar requires your sort of five players for the ultimate um, setup, what you require is you require five people with the VR system. Fortunately, it's cross-platform. Wow. It will allow Vive to play with Oculus Touch and all this, but it will allow people to be in the cockpit of the Starship and to actually reach out and touch the screens to start the controls. So it's a VR experiment, very much like Artemis's kind of role-play in real-worldy. Uh, the Star Trek Bridge Commander, not played it, looks amazing. I will have a copy, and I am more than happy to sort of sign on to a machine to give someone a copy in the land room if there's enough people in there to be able to create a bridge. It will happen by itself. Four player, you say, Carlton? Brilliant. Uh, um, as long as we've got four machines with VR that are handling it, then that's not going to be a problem. Uh, and I'm sure it'll be easy to arrange in the land room. Have a chat with, um, I think it's, is it Chris Stable that may be running the land room? Um, we, we've got Chris Stabler, hopefully, and as well as 
Oh, his name's flown out of my head. That's really bad. <laughs> well, basically, when you go down to the land room, speak to whoever's running it there. Chris or Harry. Chris, Harry, of course, Harry. How could you forget Harry? Um, I know. I, my brain just went blare. So if you talk to either one of those two, they will help you arrange and see who else in the land room is up for it. And uh, so it can be done. But there, as, as, as far as us having a formal setup. I don't think with the Artemis rooms, maybe maybe in the following years, if we have enough VR kits, we can drop one of the Artemis rooms and maybe see if... Oh, God, I'm going to say this, and Simon's going to kill me. See if there's a DMX plug-in for that with lights and see if we can set up a VR room. Actually, what's the point of having lights if it's in VR? That's such a stupid thing to say. That's just so the people watching you can see it all in slow motion with strobes. But we've got an exciting light set up for this year's Artemis. Um, and it will work and it won't require Simon to have six pints of beer before being able to recode it. So Artemis is going to be awesome. So get yourselves on that as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It, it should be good. I'm, I'm so excited about this year. I think it's going to be amazing. As always, probably way more content than any of us can possibly cope with, um, which, of course, is brilliant. Um, and as I said, even more stuff from the community. So get in touch, get that done. That'd be awesome. Brilliant. Is it, is it? Well, I suppose it's a good point to sort of go around and see, because I know Chris, Chris is obviously you're going to be doing your, your audio stuff as well. Is there any other part of it that yes. you're, you're particularly looking forward to the most? I don't, I don't know yet, because I sort of make myself available to LaveCon, because I do I do my audio drama workshops, and then I kind of say, particularly in terms of the, like the panels and stuff like that, obviously Alan and Karen know that I am available to, to be on panels or to chair panels, um, that sort of thing I'm always very happy with. I'm always very happy helping out with uh, facilitating board games uh, because I love board games particularly. In fact, I'm oh, I'm just thinking at the end. Um, I can't remember what else. What else did I say on my volunteer form that I do, Karen? I've forgotten already. <laughs> there are <there laughs> all things. There are all things that I said. Yeah, I can do this. I can, yeah, do, that. I can do that. I can do that. No, I mean, there were various <laughs> things you said you'd help out with, possibly a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But I mean, mainly, I think you'll be involved in all sorts of panels and talks, uh, both in the main room and in the smaller side rooms. So, yeah, definitely being our, our resident expert, of course, on anything audio. Um, but generally, as you said, all around gaming, lots of board games in the board game lounge for anybody who's up for that, of course. That's one of my favourites. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'll, you know, I'm, I'm going to kind of put this out there because I've, I've spoken to a few kind of Escape Velocity fans uh, in the past who've sort of, for one reason or another, not felt that they can take the, the opportunity or the moment to kind of come up and talk to me at LaveCon. It really is fine. There really is no kind of celebrity thing with any of the Lave Radio crew. If you're at LaveCon and you want to just come up and chat to us about Elite or the convention or uh, anything kind of, you know, that you want to talk to us about that's all absolutely fine i mean we'll be we'll be around we'll be doing stuff we'll be in the bar we're drinking we're playing games there's no there's no us and you with lavecon really well you say that but i think i think chris will be happily stalked by a by his 10 year old fan that would be awesome (laughs) i have my 10 year old fan the board games are amazing i think found me on youtube as well which is funny i I believe she did indeed (laughs) (laughs) 
I was going to say, the board games is the, the one thing that I, I really look forward to because obviously when we're um, heavily involved in, in the main stage, you see all the content, which is amazing, get to see the panels, have a chat with the people and get these chats. The best thing about LaveCon is the fact that the developers are there, but they're relaxed so that you can just approach people and talk to them because, let's face it, they're all people and they're really excited about Elite. And the board games are where generally we come down after the evening finishes and we go straight to the bar, my brother and I, and we start playing board games and it's the best way to meet people. So if you see a group of table playing werewolf, they've all got their eyes closed, watch, ask (laughs) to join the next round, come on in and have some fun. We'll be doing that. We'll be doing um, the new full updated version of Joking Hazards. There'll be Cards Against Humanity. There'll be... uh, Fun employees. Munchkin in space. <laughs> Munchkins. All these games. And if you've got a game like I've got games here that I don't have Logic, enough yes. I don't have enough friends to play, so <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring them to a convention so that we can fire them up together and you know the other thing which of course you haven't mentioned yet is of course on the Friday night, which is hopefully we'll get down, set up nice and early, and then be able to sort of be around for some games and drinks on the Friday night as well. But there's also the ambassador's reception coming up on then. So if you don't know what the ambassador's reception is, uh, or you're going to it and you want to know more, this is your opportunity to grill Karen. So Karen, if you want to give people a run through of what it is, and then I'll keep an eye in Twitch chat and see if anyone's got any questions. Okay, sure. Well, from an absolute practical um, you know, end of what it is, well, it's a lovely opportunity to come together, kick off the weekend, have a meal with some other people. But the reason why we're sort of saying ambassador's reception rather than have dinner with your mates is that we really want people to, to explore the idea of being their commander. Obviously, in-game, we're commander this, commander that, of course. But we want you to come along Perhaps think about putting on some costume, but not essential. 21st retro, uh, 21st century retro is completely an option. Um, but come along and sort of play with the idea of being commanders, interacting with each other at Lave Station. And you never know, if we get organised, we might have a few missions or challenges for people to take part in. Entirely optional, of course. Um, or you can just chill out, have a wonderful three-course meal and, you know, perhaps have a beer or two. Any questions? Not serious ones, other than will there be Ferrero (laughs) Ferrero Rocher? Oh no, sorry, Witherspoon has asked, are costumes absolutely strictly required? Costumes are not absolutely strictly required. It would be lovely if you want to explore costume, but if you don't, that's fine too. The advantage of being set in the future is that anything from the past, however many centuries, is of course potentially still existing. So if you want to turn up in jeans and a t-shirt or whatever, that's fine. You just um, retro. If it's set in the history, that's much well, exactly. If it's set in the history, it's much harder to turn up in futuristic kit. But um, as it's not, it's set in the future. So yeah, jeans and t-shirt is fine, or whatever else people want to turn up in, it's absolutely fine. But if you want to play with costume, this is an excellent opportunity to do that. And of course, if you are nervous about it, because one of the things that people find is, you know, it's that whole, uh, oh God, if I wear costumes and I go down there and it's some elaborate prank, I'm going to be the only person. Look, Lavecon <laughs> is just not like that. You know, some of the things no, that people definitely. wear generally in general is, you know, costume and it makes them feel good. And people who like cosplay do it because it gives them an added confidence of wearing a almost a disguise or a mask that allows them to just loosen up and enjoy themselves a bit more. And if you don't, if, if costumes are, are, are a barrier to that, then... 
wear what you're comfortable in, but try and personify it to your character so that it feels comfortable. If you are your character, hurry! Easy peasy! Turn up as yourself, but yes, clothing is definitely preferable. The nude commander, I don't believe, um, has much of a rating anyway in-game, so he will probably no. be um, <laughs> asked politely to, to maybe just, you know, <clears throat> wear his... Absolutely. Family, family friendly, please. That would be lovely. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, costume brilliant, but no costume. Uh, clothes also fine. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but yeah, in terms of people wearing costume over the weekend, we do have people dressing up in amazing um, cosplay type costumes all weekend, which is fantastic. It's not for everybody, but for some people, they really enjoy it and they come in and they look amazing. But that can be from, you know, the amazing Fifth Element kit that we saw um, a couple of years ago to maybe just a jumpsuit, possibly with a few bits and pieces to sort of jazz it up a little bit. It's, it's all good. Nobody's going to say your costume doesn't look good enough. If you've made an effort, that's amazing. And we are completely impressed with that. But yes, there will definitely be other people in costume all weekend, but especially on the Friday night. So don't be frightened. And there'll be people there to guide you as well and keep you right. So if you have any anxieties, then just tell somebody at the desk and they'll make sure that you get you know a nice warm welcome because everyone is welcome and it'll only take you a couple of minutes to realize that you can talk to anybody and there is no need to be concerned at all absolutely i mean particularly our volunteer crew are wonderful all of all of the people in the community who kind of pitch in and help out are fabulous wonderful friendly people but absolutely especially the people who will be available on the front desk are are there to help you in fact i will be doing st uh, stints on the front desk myself um but we are absolutely here to help you so if there is something you're worried about if there's something we can help with if there's something you want to know the answer to do not hesitate to ask us however small or big it seems if it's bugging you or if you don't know just ask we are here um, and if it's before the event drop me an email contact me on facebook contact me on twitter whatever you like get in touch you know happy to help if we can awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that's, that's any other questions are we okay <laughs> is that basically everything we can say about leave call until it happens well, I could go on about the amazing people and the fabulous photographs and that, all sorts of things, but let's let's not. But if you want to see what we've got up to in previous years, including some of the um, sort of panels and things that have taken place or, or stuff that's happened, or even look at some of the fabulous photographs from um, Ollie Facey, um, have a look on the Lave Radio website, have a look on the HWS website. There might be a few things and links you can find or join us on the Facebook group for a bit of a chat, um, but also links to other places where you can see what's what's gone on in the past and therefore give you a taste of what might be going on this year. Yeah, of well, course. The funny thing is, as soon as you said photos, my mind immediately went to when we played Buckaroo with a sleeping commander. <laughs> oh, I, wasn't, I wasn't even thinking about people at panels or really good like portrait photos. I was just thinking of... Uh, what was his name? Um, oh, I even referenced him in Escape Velocity. Can't remember, but second Lavecon. Was it second or first Lavecon? I do believe it was the first one. I, yeah, I believe it was the first one. 
Yeah, someone fell asleep in a chair, so we played Buckaroo with him. That was Graham Reeds, um, Commander Reeds, yeah. Graham Reeds, thank you. I had to drive him home and then take him and drop him off, and his girlfriend said we should have marked his face up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she was very disappointed that we'd, we'd gone so lightly on him. Um, now, we have got some questions. Hello, Zach Antonacci, who's appeared in the Twitch. Hello, um, Zach. Hey. Commander Wotherspoon. Captain Vague. Well, Damp Wolf asks, can leave con happen this side of the Atlantic? Don't know which side you mean. Um, but it's happening this side, so definitely yes. Sure. Uh, if, if, if anybody wants to fly me out to America to run LaveCon over there, I am totally up for that. That is not a problem. Just pay my train fare, sort out somewhere to stay. Um, I'm on it. Well, aeroplane fare, because trains are not going to get me there somehow. But you know what I mean. Get me there, sort it out. I'm on it. Commander Witherspoon asks, when will the programme be finalised? And I think that probably means <laughs> is when can people see uh, a kind of, because obviously it'll change right up until the day and probably throughout the days, but is there going to be a published programme anytime soon? Um, we hope so. I am, uh, shall we say, planning to round up the Lave Radio team, nail their feet to their Skype and, um, and get all of the ideas out of their heads. Um, yes, absolutely. Partly we are giving the opportunity, as I said, for community groups to get in contact to suggest anything that they would like to see. Um, but I hope to at least have a draft programme out ooh, in the next fortnight. Damn. Is that too long? Maybe sooner than that. But I will try. It gives you a bit of a... You know, <laughs> Yeah, no, that, 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 that I think will probably be more than enough of an answer. Someone's suggesting, isn't Lisa Vu the Lave representative in the USA? She would be, but she's a very, very busy, busy woman. So I don't think she would particularly want to take on a, a convention running on her own. <laughs> Absolutely. No, if you fly me out there, I, I'd be happy to get Lisa involved. I, she would be brilliant. So absolutely. Plus, yeah, plus, she, plus she lives in Seattle. When you, when you say that to people, what? What, the Lave got in Seattle? All the Americans go, oh, no, not Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you have to agree where on the other side of the Atlantic at some point. So, yeah. Can't this is I mean, America's, this is the problem, I think, with any organisation doing any kind of US convention is it's such a big place and people are spread out over such a huge distance i mean in you know in the uk everything's pretty much near each other i mean i'm sure grant would disagree with a certain amount of that but i mean even <laughs> i mean even even when elite meet was in glasgow that was only an hour in a plane i mean i think the thing had barely made altitude before it headed back down again um so yeah and someone's yeah dan Wolf is suggesting canada <laughs> um, bring your boots yeah yeah no i i'm i'm happy to administer a you know lavecon franchise across the world but as i said someone's <laughs> gonna have to pay for, pay for my plane ticket you're gonna love this question then karen kato z is asking <laughs> what's the dates for next year <laughs> <laughs> well interesting you should say that I don't have the dates yet. I'm really hoping to have the dates or at least an idea of the dates as soon as we can because we've got quite a big decision to make. And um, the interesting thing is, uh, have we grown out of the Sedgebrook Hall Hotel? I love the Sedgebrook. It is an amazing venue and place to be. But this year, our gold tickets sold out within 48 hours, which mm. is both amazing and a little bit scary. Um, so possibly we need a bigger hotel. Um, 
I have actually been contacting venues across the UK to find a new home for LaveCon. So the question is, will 2018 be at the Sedgebrook? Maybe. Um, or it might be somewhere entirely new. Um, I hope by LaveCon, maybe 2017, to, um, to at least be able to give you an idea of, of possibly where and possibly when. Um, you probably won't hear a lot before they've come 2017 um but i am actively working on that that is something that we are absolutely looking to well were the commander weatherspoon suggesting leave con hawaii which i think we could all get on board with um <laughs> <Sounds amazing. laughs> and it's four o'clock that's time for um dipping our toes in the sparkling blue waters whilst sipping down glasses of tropical drinks yeah that would be awesome <laughs> yeah yeah I, I vote for that some kind of cocktail with some kind of gin in it. I'm in. But yeah, it's good because that's the thing about LaveCon is it does convention, especially if you've been to one, it, it gets you excited because the most amazing thing about that is the the meeting with people, having a giggle, having a laugh. And I know this is probably given Colin the sourest face that he's ever had in his existence oh. recently. I'm I'm saying nothing. I am I'm just sat here biting my cheeks so that I don't come out with some horrible remark but that's just oh. that's just how much you love it as well and of course if you want to get involved in a, some kind of wonderful way like Colin might want to I don't know maybe Skype oh. in at some point for a panel maybe he can make the live radio panel digitally if you guys are out there and you've got something you're desperately wanting to share uh, it's still time to get in touch and allow us to try and get our heads around what we can do but it's always exciting with the community how creative and amazing the things that you've got coming in. And if you want it, shout it out. Or, yeah, I think we'd love to hear about it, wouldn't we, Karen? Especially if it's your player group and you've got something you want to do at the event, then get in touch. Definitely. Individuals, player groups, streamers. Possibly we could do one or two extra volunteers. Possibly to help out with one or two things. So if people are interested in that, um, you know, volunteering for the whole weekend rather than sort of just dipping their toe in, um, then let us know. Um, yeah, it's it's exciting. But no, definitely want to hear from people. We want this to be an event that everybody wants it to be. Um, that means we'd love to hear from you if there's a particular subject that you'd like to uh, be in the audience for a panel for, or actually if you know something about it and you think you've got a unique perspective on something and want to be on a panel yourself, um, then yeah, drop us a line. Let us know if we can put it together. That'd be fantastic. Cool. Yeah, thank you well, very much, Fran. Yeah, is that everything? You are very welcome. Thank you for having me on. I really enjoyed being here. Thank you very um, much for coming. <laughs> and um, any other questions, as I said, <laughs> yeah, people can get hold of me on on Twitter, or on Facebook, or on uh, via email, whatever works. Get in touch. Have a chat. It's all good. Brilliant. Uh so yeah, I think we are basically done, aren't we here? Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, just to reiterate, Karen said, um, LaveCon 2017 is sponsored by EDRPG and EdTracker. Uh, EDRPG is a fantastic new tabletop role-playing game officially licensed by and based on Elite Dangerous, so you can go on adventures within the hold of your ship. You can... You can explore stations. You can go wherever your imagination wishes to take you. 
uh, and, and we've played it and it's very good fun. And you may well get the chance to do so at Lavecom. Uh, we're also sponsored by Ed Tracker, which is a head tracking peripheral for Elite Dangerous. Um, basically, it's a very small device that you wear either on your headphones or in my case, because I don't generally wear headphones, a very attractive Alice band from Claire's Accessories. Uh, and it basically tracks your it tracks your head movement um, and allows you to look around in your ship, uh, which makes I have to say I mean I've I've, I've said from the beginning um, that there's lots of you know we've we've done the peripheral show we've talked about lots of different things. Ed Tracker is the one add-on for Elite Dangerous that I I, I can't play Elite Dangerous without it. And Commander Wotherspoon thinks Chris is reading this. It's actually not. It's completely off the cuff. But I do say the same thing every week. So at some point, I will, I will mix it up. <laughs> I think, I think this is why the other podcasts pre-release their advertising, pre-record their advertising shout-outs and just play them in. Um, I just, I just say the same yeah, we thing every that. week. We could so do that. Just attach it to the <laughs> end credits. They make it so much easier. What, what, what like an advert? Why do we use? Yeah. Oh, no, like an, yeah, no, like, like an advert. But the thing is, I, I, I did think. I did think about doing that, but then now it's like, it's only like three weeks till I've gone. Um, so it's kind of the, the point in doing it has just got less and less and less. And less. But yeah, we should do something like that. Um, no, I mean, but I mean, you know, the modern, the modern podcasting thing is rather than having like an advert, like an advert break is, you know, you just, the, the show hosts are talking about the things that the, the advertisers and the thing that's particularly great about it. And this is going to sound like I'm blowing smoke up the ass, but I, I'm really not. The thing that's particularly great about it is that we're sponsored by these two things. And we genuinely think that these two things are absolutely fantastic. It's not like we're advertising something for Elite Dangerous that we think is rubbish. The Elite Dangerous RPG is brilliant. Uh, and if you like playing tabletop role-playing games or you want to learn how to play tabletop role-playing games, it's a fantastic game to get. And the the ED tracker is, you know, as we highlighted in the peripherals show, if it's not the best head tracking solution, it is as good as, you know, the, there is like an equal best with um, track think, IR think, and head tracker. And head tracker is about tra- a third of the price. Yeah, so, I say I think the best head tracking solution for for the cash, best value for money. Oh, definitely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think it was yeah. clear in the first the first uh, it mm-hmm. was the second LaveCon that they came to uh, Kettering mm-hmm. and they sold out and had orders going for a couple of weeks later. Um, and just in case you're worried, you know that we are just take whoever comes to us first. We did turn down Zach Antonanchi and his padded underpants <laughs> solutions um, as a sponsor. <laughs> so there is quality uh, control. Brilliant. You no, just because he's in the chat, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> we are also very lucky that, that both of the, the, uh, the teams behind those two products are wonderful, friendly people, and we know that they'll come to the event, they'll chat with people, and it'll be really nice to kind of, you know, get that behind-the-scenes feeling for both of those, those groups. So, yeah, definitely good. Brilliant. Uh, Grant, do we have any in-game commanders to shout out particularly? Oh, probably. Um, but it, hold on, it will require. <laughs> it will require. Oh, someone sent me an invite as well. Let's have a look and see who we've got. We have an Ignatius T. Riley. Commander Miggles is here. There's tons of people that have been in and out. I know that on the Xbox, um, we had a commander who popped by and is sitting outside my ship. It is Academic Dust, eighteen ninety four. So hello to everybody that has swung by, run from the past, the front of my ship. Said hello 
though. Thirsty Badger's there. Commander, whoever's there. Um, I think, yeah, Commander Thirsty Badger. No, he's just come online. Uh, Bio Elite has said hello. Upper Bottom's out here as well. Stephen Usher's out here. Yeah, Witherspoon's out here as well. So, yeah, there's a whole pile of people. Oh, Aquero's not on my friends list. I need to fix that. Fixed. <laughs> so, yeah, tons of people awesome. here. Um, and... Again, um, what's impressive if you are watching the stream is you've got the PC version top left and the Xbox version bottom right. And if I was to take away the logs, you would think, why has he got two computer games running? Um, because <laughs> they are very similar in graphical quality. And that's impressive. Especially when you think, well, actually, no, it's just really annoying because the top left one's on my 1080 Ti and the other one's on an Xbox that costs less than the graphics card. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes, and um, Zach... Uh, Commander Zaka Antonacci has just said that um, you don't want the underpants as a raffle prize, which I think <laughs> we can wholeheartedly agree with. Oh, talking of the raffle, do you, can I have a last-minute shout-out for the raffle? Yeah. We, um, we we have two wonderful charities that we support at LaveCon, and they are special effect who work really hard to ensure that people with disabilities can gain access to computer games. That's an amazing gaming cause that we absolutely support. Um, but also a, a charity called EDS UK. Um, and... EDS UK. Well, EDS is a condition called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, uh, which is actually something that I have, but a lot of people have and really affects their day-to-day -day life. So it is something that we um, here are passionate about supporting people with that, that particular condition. Um, and so that's why we, we split our raffle proceeds um, between those two wonderful causes so that we can help people have an active, wonderful and gaming life. That's the plan. Um, oh yeah, we were very excited that last year we raised over two thousand pounds for charity, um, including wonderful Commander Commander Aliens head shave. Um, but altogether, it was more than two thousand pounds to the two um, collectively split between the two charities. So that was that was an amazing effort, and I'm sure we can do similar again this year. Brilliant, cool. Uh, so yeah, Paul. Just a few things. Does anybody have any community shout-outs or anything they want to do? Well, um, uh, as usual, I'm, I'm trying to get you back into the swing of things by doing uh, the Top Shift Live at 11 o'clock on a Thursday night and a Sunday night. So far, still crawling on the way to Colonia. <laughs> I had, uh, <laughs> I had uh, Dave Hughes uh, uh, join me for uh, most of the... Uh, uh, most of the trip yesterday, last time, so uh, that that was quite interesting catching up with where he is at the moment, and he's a lot better, which is always a good sign. Excellent, I'm glad to hear that. And yeah, I should give a, a thank you to all the hunting truckers who did the daring base assault to come and rescue uh, Dick Chafing and the rest of the ra the radio crew from a certain doom and the clutches of Don Antonacci uh, on Saturday evening. Uh, we hopefully will be back in broadcasting on Thursday as per normal, so we look forward to giving you the rundown of that event then and uh, have a, a giggle about what went on and uh, get back to some normality, which will be awesome. Brilliant. 
Uh, and just to mention again, so tomorrow night I will be doing a show on the Lave Radio channel celebrating the release today, actually 6pm today, it went live, uh, a release of a new game called The Long Journey Home, which I think, you know, as I said at the beginning of the show, I think there is a lot in The Long Journey Home that Elite Dangerous players will will enjoy and really appreciate. Um, as, I, as I kind of suggested earlier, the uh, the launch has been a little bit salty <laughs> in places. Um, and I think the best thing to do is for you to come along and watch me do that stream tomorrow night. And you can make up your own mind uh, about whether or not The Long Journey Home is something that you want to get into. I think it's a really interesting game. I'm looking forward to talking about it. So that will be 7pm UK time, Wednesday night, twitch.tv forward slash lave radio. Um, and I am also going to the UK Games Expo on Friday. So if anybody who listens to Lave Radio or Escape Velocity uh, is going to the UK Games Expo, do have a look out for me. I don't know how you'll find me. Maybe I'll wear my Escape Velocity t-shirt. I can guarantee that I will probably be the only person at the UK Games Expo wearing one. Um, and I might even, because I was looking at the... Uh, uh, I was looking at the Pages Manager app. I might even be able to do a Facebook Live from the UK Games Expo at some point on Friday. I don't know. We've All got... I can hear is typing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's Karen. Karen's got an email <laughs> dealt with Sorry. as we speak live. It's, it's all good. Uh, Commander Kurt Hartman has appeared at the station as well, so big shout out to him. And I'm going to be tuning in tomorrow night just to keep an eye and see what this game's about, to see whether or not it's another one that I'll add to my library but i've got quite a few have you tried out black week yet i think we're we were gonna try it tonight weren't we yeah it could be fun we've also got galnet news which we always forget to mention before we end the show galnet news will be coming <laughs> up at the end of the outro music so when you hear Fozzer say damn it we're going to go into galnet news and if you haven't either subscribe to the RSS feed for it or you haven't added it to your iTunes library. It is available from iTunes. It is um, available for you to download to your RSS feeds. If you go to Facebook or to hutnorbital.com, you should be able to hopefully find links that will help you find it. But essentially, it's fairly straightforward. Even if you just email us, we'll put it in the show notes, I suppose. we're so much more prepared for Galnet when you're here because what normally happens is when you're not here and somebody else is doing the hosting is we start playing the end music for the podcast and then suddenly think, we need to play Galnet. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a huge panic when we try and figure out who's got the file. I just think, you know, some of the, some of the well, one of my favourite moments in, in recent Galnets was the, uh, the no one believing that uh, Salome was dead until she confirmed it herself. One of my favourite <laughs> Galnets. That was inspired. <laughs> uh, and that's why it is, it's kind of like a tongue-in-cheek digestion of the Galnet news with the important bits and a little bit of a slam on them so Pete Witherspoon does a stunning job on them <laughs> so um, yeah it's definitely worth checking out and adding it to your feed it can really brighten your day and uh, there are all of his past broadcasts bar I think two that are lost to history are available on that RSS feed so you can go right back in time I, I, I even that. got a mention on it it was, it was scary <laughs> I know, but I need, I need to get that. I need to get that subscription because I had not realised <laughs> that there were two editions a week—one for the Tuesday and one for the Thursday. So I've only been getting—I've only been getting half the um, half the Galnet. 
Yeah, half the new, and you would think that he would just update a little bit of it and add a little bit extra. No, it's a completely different newscast. So yeah. it's and we know the work yeah. that goes into doing these kind of things. So he is a, an absolute star, and hopefully we can coerce him into possibly doing something live at LaveCon if he is going to be there, which of course he will be because we're making him. <laughs> You're making him, are we? You had time to chain him to a chair. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Let's do that. Yeah. And thank you, Zach. Zach's just mentioned in chat that uh, he was just referencing Alan's post on Facebook about how long we've been doing this podcast. It is, it is well beyond f- uh, four, four and years. a half years now, isn't it? Four. Well, we started it, it in. We started it in about February, because uh, it was just after it was just after the Kickstarter finished, I think. And we started it. So we we started it just after the Elite Dangerous Kickstarter. So yeah, four and a four and a bit years. So yeah. People say people say to me, like, I kind of mention Elite Dangerous, and they're like, is it any good? And I say, <laughs> I've been doing a podcast about it for four, for like over four years, so I must like it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the, you know, it's been great doing the Lave Radio show. The Lave Radio shows really kind of come on over over the four years, and Elite Dangerous really come on over the four years. And it's still it's still the best gaming community um, I've ever been involved in. And that and that's even notwithstanding the fact that occasionally I say that I don't play in open because gamers are just dicks. Even that notwithstanding, <laughs> I think the Elite Dangerous community is absolutely fantastic. Um, you just won't play and, with um, them. Thank you. Yes, yeah, I, I just don't want them in my game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and thank you all, and thank you all for listening to the podcast for so long. We've uh, we've actually finally got round to actually looking at our <laughs> download numbers, and we haven't realised that so many of you actually listen to us on a weekly basis. So thank you so much for. Um, for sticking with us, really, and to listening all the to all the unsubstantiated guesswork that we put into researching Elite Dangerous, um, and so I will just say, what? yeah, absolutely. I will just say, uh, somebody mentioned Kickstarter earlier. Uh, I did, and somebody else has pointed out that XO One, the Kickstarter that I've been mentioning for a couple of weeks, has actually, against all the odds, despite the fact that I mentioned when we were talking about it last week, we said it was looking really unlikely it was going to be funded. Uh, it sounds like they had one massively generous donator, um, which basically really put the whole um, campaign kind of back onto track. And XO1 is now funded. Um, so tinyurl.com forward slash XO1. Is it, it's, uh, oh, how, how are we spelling that? I've forgotten. Um, 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 was it? Oh, no. Should be more prepared with these things. Tinyurl.com forward slash XO1. Was it that? Yes. So tinyurl.com forward slash XO1. That is spelled E-X-O dash O-N-E. Um, it's a space flight game. Well, it's, no, it's a planetary flight game where you play a little ball that rolls around planet surfaces, uses gravity, flicks up into the air, morphs into a little UFO and flies around. But I have to say that until Elite Dangerous gets around to doing it, this game has the most beautiful atmospheric planets i think i have seen uh, in, in in anything um they are funded uh, but there is four hours left to go on that campaign so if you are listening to the podcast you've probably missed it if you're listening to it live do just go and check it out um bear in mind that that campaign is in australian dollars 
so your pledges are not nearly as expensive as they look <laughs> without wanting to be um i think the i think like i think i'm in on the like the 17 dollar pledge or something which i actually worked out the other day is only about eight pounds so you know there you go uh so that is everything unless anyone's got anything else to say um, only to quickly say that um, Alan Stroud and I are planning to be at Games Expo. I just don't know which day, but I might if I if I can dig it out, I might find a Lavecon T-shirt to wear. So if you do see me, do say hi. Okay, well if you go on Sunday, Zach Antonacci said he's there. Hey, so, <laughs> I'll look I'll, out for him. <laughs> oh, is it? If you go on Friday, I'll be there. I think if you go there on you go. Saturday, Ben might be there. Ah, you see. <laughs> So what we're saying is, if you go in, look out for for other other Lave Radio slash Lave Com people. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, brilliant. Oh, and thank you very much, Katie Z. I'm just going to read out a shout out of the chat room. Uh, you, you just don't get what you guys offer in the vast majority of AAA games. That's a community focal point, not revolving around an individual. It allows players to rally around it and enjoy the game to a higher degree. Well, thank you very much. I, I hope you're oh. talking about us, not Zach, because I would, I would also play <laughs> Zach, who is also awesome. So uh, thank you very much. That's it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you would like to get in touch with the show, then you can email info at laveradio.com. We are facebook.com forward slash Lave Radio. We are at Lave Radio on Twitter. We are twitch.tv forward slash Lave Radio. Uh, you can join the Discord chat channel by going to tinyurl.com forward slash lave chat, or you can join our TeamSpeak server where the commanders come to hang out and chat, teamspeak.laveradio.com. Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30pm British sum- summer time at the moment, and streamed out live on laveradio.com forward slash live. Uh, thank you very much for everyone who joined us live thank you for joining us in game thank you for listening to the podcast until next time fly safe and if you can't do that fly dangerous
News Digest, 30th of May, 3303. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, code cocks up in blockade blunder. Commanders vote with their contrails. Murder mystery mission coming soon. Elites most hated. Code cocks up in blockade blunder. The once famous pirating organisation, The Code, has caused confusion over an announcement about a blockade. The Code announced its intention to blockade system HR6241 against the children of Raxla with a kill-on-site order for all non-code ships until its demands were met. Unfortunately, it used a font that no one could read. When eventually the message was decoded using a very big magnifying glass, it turned out that the Code had forgotten to say what its demands were. The Code's public relations expert, Gluttony Fang, resigned last week over a disagreement about mode invasion. It appears that without his expert guidance, the Code might have trouble organising a drinks party in a distillery. Commanders vote with their contrails. Both the Empire and Federation are finding it hard to drum up support for their military expansions into the Pleiades. There's been a very low turnout of commanders willing to deliver the construction materials for both campaigns for the planned new bases, with the Imperial campaign also hit by lockdown in the target system. Perhaps commanders no longer wish to help the major powers' expansion ambitions. Perhaps they don't believe in the need to prepare for the coming alien invasion. Whatever the cause, the new bases may turn out to be very small indeed. Just big enough for a McThargoids. Murder Mystery Mission, coming soon. Commanders will be used to the idea of fulfilling missions for factions in return for a reward. But very soon we'll have the opportunity to undertake a mission using something called Roleplay. There will apparently be voices that talk to us and ask us to do things. And as we do our utmost to comply with these wishes, a story will unfold. It'll be a bit like a murder mystery party, except there'll be fewer guests and no one needs to die. Commanders who already hear voices in their heads will receive free access to the roleplay mission, with a promise of more missions to come if it proves popular. Commanders may even be able to suggest ideas for their own roleplay missions. We can only hope that these roleplay missions don't distract commanders from completing real missions. Elites most hated. An article entitled, An Interview with One of Elite Dangerous's Most Hated, has been removed from news feeds after it was discovered that no one had heard of the most hated commander in question. We would provide more information about the article, but we can't remember the commander's name. And that's this week's Scalnet News. Scalnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. 